Push out your back, push your butt in it Wanna love ya, but I do not wanna commit So I then twitch you with the thought of us Fucking we dancing up in the corner Filling for the corner pocket So I eat your up for just a bit Buy your drink, your half a sip Then I tell you we should dip You're grabbing me close and closer Till you get a kiss Push up your bra to the left, that's right Now we in the car with a broke break Like, thinking about the ass, the leg, the hit, the sex The whip, the figure for leg Like, then we dip out You say, wanna party all day You say, need it, love it, from it You say, Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue with your boy, A. Walter Sultan and Imani Shani. What's happening? And we have a special, special guest today. This sister is dynamic. Aww. You know, a big sister to someone like myself. Like she said earlier, she does kick me out the room when she has seminars, so she has really acts done. like a big sister. Um, but just, just brilliant. All the way around, touches the people, uh, very grassroots, uh, has a big heart, uh, you know, so uh, it's it's been a blessing knowing you. So I'm glad we get to introduce you to people who know us and hopefully make what you're doing even bigger. And you make what we're doing even bigger. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, Miss Denise Parker. Hey. How you doing? I feel great. Two snaps in a circle, round, around, around, around. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the old school. I'm so old school with it. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation. And yeah. what does it mean? And I just like, I'm getting a new burst of energy just hearing you guys, seeing your bright smiles, seeing the beautiful black faces, talking about all things positive. I just love it. Thank you. I love it. See what I'm saying? Just, just off the rip. It's just so positive. <laughs> this is my first time meeting Denise, and I just, the, the energy is there. Yeah. You pass the vibe check. I'm like, I like this. Yes. This is good. Yeah, yeah you have great energy. Thank you. And I rolled on new sleep this to yesterday, and I was like, ah, I got, no, I told him I'm coming. It's going to be here. And it wasn't, I totally wanted to be here. It was literally, you know how things just cataclysmic just hits yeah, you all at once yeah. when you're supposed to be in purpose and then all of a sudden detours 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 yeah. and i was just like no i'm showing up you showed up <laughs> we're so happy you're here oh i feel like that's a great intro like what got you to this point denise like just give us a little background you know you don't got to go through the whole thing but what what are some of the key things that you think got you from denise as a girl to Denise the woman just to kind of give the well, whole a, crew an introduction thank you I'm a hundred percent family girl mm. like salt to the earth love the you know the positivity being around good families and yeah. I was raised by a really good one and um it was a journey because I got married into a phenomenal family as mm. my step family my parents got divorced when I was really young mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of, you know, when you're young, you know, watching your parents go through life and yeah. you look up to them and then you see things and you're like, dang, I don't think I can, I don't think this is a good dynamic. I used to step in front of my biological parents and said, no, I don't think you guys should be together. No way. Years old. Oh my God. So I was really mature seeing things, very observant when I was younger. And yeah. I, I translate that when I got older and then 
I met my step family, which they are not a step family. You know, mm. they, they, they welcome you in, make you feel like at home. And, and uh, even till this day, both of my parents, um, like mom and her husband, mm. my stepfather, have passed on to glory. And, mm. and uh, they never stopped being family. Yeah. And so what I hear and see what you guys are doing that actually inspires um, me to continue to be a family unit to just continue on because this is what it's all about. It's not about um, letting things, you know, deter you from that. And so I'm a very determined person. Um, mm. In middle school, they used to call me strictly business. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was literally named that on, you know, you had the yearbook. And then I had this model picture. I was looking all fly. As professional modeling shots. And they, they named it literally strictly business after the Holly Berry uh, uh, movie when she came out. I'm really dating myself right now. So, Oh, my God. Shout out to Holly Berry. Uh, shout out to the shout queen. Out shout out to her. Shout out to the goddess who's out there. And, um, and then growing up, I've always wanted to become a professional like artist. Mm-hmm. What it was, not a musician. I'm mm-hmm. not. I can't sing, and you know, I can hold a note, but it'll be far, not yeah. close, <laughs> yeah. into your tune. I've, but I was a dancer mm-hmm. and an actress, um, theater, stage, Ooh. and my mother really inspired me to continue to pursue that. Um, and she found a high school for the arts. And I really went to I went to Los Angeles High School for the Arts at Cal State LA and auditioned to get in there. The kids were just wild and weird and different. And mm-hmm. she saw that in me when I was a young age. She said, you are totally different. <laughs> you don't fit in any, any box. And I don't think you should go to regular school because I think you're going to get picked on. And I did. I got picked on a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. I was you know, class uh, speaker when I was in elementary school. I did the speeches for, you know, all the different, you know, you know, outside and, you know, you know, competitions and stuff like that. And, and I was a teacher's pet, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And, you know, those things can actually deter you as a young person and you can really feel like you can't find your place. Mm-hmm. And so as I was growing up and becoming a woman, I saw that the arts was my space. That was my place. And when you find your space in your place, you just really discover you. Mm-hmm. And I uh, grew up a church girl. My my father, um, my biological father, who is still alive today and is the salt of my earth, um, good man. And he raised us to know our culture. Um, we're both, um, my brother and I are both Puerto Rican, Native American, and african-american mm-hmm. so african-american has many mixes of course mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we are all hybrids of something else so yeah. i'm into history into culture and i became very awoke conscious about what needs to be done to wake up us as a generation as a community to change the lives and so that was part of my plight when i was growing up just trying to figure out things i traveled to south africa when i was in high school changed my life wow. um, going to the motherland and seeing literally your blood just starts to like feel like your roots are still there connected got to dance in Africa mm. and for my church and wow what an inspiration you watching these beautiful bodies just being free and worshiping in their way mm-hmm. and and how it was considered at one point a savagery and how <laughs> that's worship and so I discovered a whole new place in doing that and then I took that back to the high school for the arts and I was actually my first two years in high school I was a theater major Mm 
studying to become a stage actress, go to New York, maybe SUNY Purchase, um, NYU, you know, you, you have those dreams. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. I went to Africa, got my life changed and said, I think I'm going to dance. Mm. A senior in high school, switching my major, and mm-hmm. it's a high school for the arts. You audition to get in. You're only there's only 600 students in the school. They're like, "Why are you switching? You're really talented at what you're doing. You learn, you know, your craft and your body, speaking, voice, the whole nine. And it actually resonated with me in dance, learning theater, how to use my voice, how to project it, how mm. to command the stage, how to know my audience, how to watch my body language and then when I transitioned that into dance I discovered a whole new part of yourself that you just didn't another parts of yourself that you didn't exercise which Mm -hmm. is your physicality you know Mm -hmm. your actual movement yeah and and how most dancers from the neck down they will be stagnant Mm -hmm. um you know they they can move in that place but then from here they have no life Mm -hmm. you know this has all movement and then this here you know, they're just, I said it backwards, but this up here has no life. No, it's yeah. stagnant. So um, with my expression of dance and with my expression of theater, I combined the two and I was very expressionistic. And in senior, I went to Long Beach State to, as a senior in high school, I went to Long Beach State to do an audition. Didn't always do an audition because we went as a class, mm-hmm. as a dance class. And we were taking dance class. We took a ballet class. We took a modern class. And then few weeks later, I got an acceptance letter that I got into Long Beach State mm. and full ride as a dance major. And mm. that's what transitioned me into going into dance. Mm. And then that's what transitioned me into discovering this new love, this new find that I said, you know, I'm doing great in dance, but all of a sudden I injure my knee mm. and then I have a you know, my, my teacher says, go into that room over there with all that different equipment and just go listen to them. And I lied on the equipment for the first time, and I said, oh, my God, I defile myself. Mm. And it was Pilates. It was literally lying on the machine and using the turnouts and the positions and then discovering um, that your body has more to it than what you put it through. Mm-hmm. It's how you protect it and condition it and so in college I was I found a studio that actually does a certification Mm -hmm. and I was a junior no excuse me maybe a sophomore going into a junior or something like that maybe it was the summer looking for a summer job opened up something called the backstage west I'm really dating myself right now (laughs) yeah I am oh no you're not I look good because black Um, So this this stage, Backstage West, is kind of like a job posting for for actors and dancers and musicians, people who are artists and need work. Mm -hmm. But they're not union jobs, some of them. They're just just work. And I saw in there fitness instructors needed. My first job in high school or whatever in summer, 16 years old, working at the YMCA in Weingarten. Los Angeles, you know, Wine, Weingart YMCA, South Los Angeles now, mm. South Central Los Angeles, <laughs> and off of Vermont and Century, and a teen fitness instructor. And mm. there I was, you know, teaching and working with my mentor, Miss um, Lori Keith, and she we were dancing and met my best friends, my clique. You know, you get your click. You know, yeah. gotta have gotta one. have a click. You know, you gotta have your road dogs. We ride or dies, ride yeah. to life for twenty plus years, and so we still friends to this day. Wow. And um, and there, um, 
out of that, I said, hey, you know, I've always done some fitness, always done that, and then saw this ad in back, Backstage West that said fitness instructors need it, and this is in college and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I already injured my knees and dance, and I already tried Pilates, and then they and when I called them, they said, welcome to, um, thank you for calling the Pilates Studio of Los Angeles. How may I help you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've done Pilates. I said, wait a minute, I'm replying to an ad, and then they said, oh, you're replying to an ad? I said, yeah. Are you the fitness instructors looking for fitness instructors? Yes, we're certifying people in Pilates. I said, I'm totally interested. Mm. Scared out of my mind. I asked them where it was, and they said West Hollywood. Now, back then, West Hollywood is not West Hollywood today. West Hollywood today is very progressive. It's, you know, multicultural. It's multifamily. It's all kinds of stuff. It's not just a predominantly LGBTQ community. Not just that. It's more than that. And back then, it was all white, male, gay. Mm. And I'll just be very frank. And I was like, I'm who I am for right. my little church girl self. <laughs> <I'm who I> <laughs> am. <laughs> and I'm going down here. And I said, I don't know if I can do it. It's not because people were gay. It was because it was one thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I don't like to be around one thing. I like to be around diversity. I like to, you know, I, I yeah. want to challenge myself. I want to be yeah. around different things. But I just didn't know. I had this, not phobia, I wouldn't use that word, but just... I'm, I'm a really home girl. Yeah. Like, that's how I was raised around diversity. I just want to be around what I was raised. Mm-hmm. And so when I came into the studio, literally when I opened up the door, went up the elevator off of Santa Monica Boulevard, it's Performing Arts Physical Therapy in the Pilates Studio, and I'm giving a shout-out to them because they helped me get certified and all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, um, walked in the door, and there was a Latino woman sitting at the front desk with a black man mm. and they were working together. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's awesome. This is, this is a sign. Right. And then, cause I look for signs and then I walked in the studio and they kind of gave me a little tour and very professional. And it was a physical therapy place mm-hmm. and they had the Pilates equipment to the left. And then to the right was the physical therapy room. And then they had some other rooms to do other group classes. And, um, then I looked inside the room and teachers were teaching one of the teachers went to my high school mm. and that was another sign mm. i was like oh my god and i'm then, supposed to be here i'm yeah. supposed to be here it was kind of leading me i was you know i'm very very spiritually grounded at a young age yeah up in the church but had a spiritual relationship with the lord for long before you know you really understand yeah and that's what caught, got me woke up to understand and wake up to these things and mm. um and then um when i went through the certification um, one of my classmates from college was in the certification program, in the dance program that I was in at Long Beach State. And I said, I'm just reflecting back like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So many dots connected wow. there. And it was just beautiful. The owner of the studio was a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and they were multiracial, you know, um, mixed. You know, he was black right. and she was white. And they she was a top physical therapist. And I've trained everybody you can think of in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Because of the space where it was located. And 20 plus years ago, the certification was um, only predominantly to a specific group of people that they were allowed. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. It was hard to actually do the certification because they said that we can go to New York and all this other stuff. But the name Pilates wasn't allowed to be used in the mainstream yet because it was a court case. It was a long story. You can Mm. look it up. So this court case... um, Put the name Pilates in like 
rights with one person or one group. Oh. And so our group, our the company that I worked for, was contesting that mm. to make the name more open so right. that others can get certified. They right. were once partners and now they're no longer. I'm telling I'm spilling all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's 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 a court case that was known. So Wow. So after that, um, long story, <laughs> after that, um, I got into the Pilates world and got certified, and it took me 2,080 worked hours to get certified. Wow. So I had to see Wait, two, what's the number again? 2,080 clients. I had to see 2,080 clients to get certified. 2,080 clients. How long did that take? It took me all of college, because I, I was going to Long Beach State and driving back and forth to West Hollywood for a minimum of 20 hours a week. So that in itself was a lot. Jeez and so then, weird. and then, it, you know, that's so that I had an extra two, I had three more years of school, of college. Mm-hmm. And then another, by the time I graduated, I was um, completely certified. And you had to have completed through of kind of six exams, two, one and one, one exam had two parts. It was a written and a practical. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, another written and practical based on your hours, 200 hours of that, of observing, watching, um, practicing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're working underneath a, uh, a master instructor or a senior instructor. And then you had to do uh, a 400 hour exam, which is more like an intermediate, mm-hmm. understanding all the intermediate um, um, technique. And then the same thing written and, and, and applied work where you're an instructor and you're you know, teaching somebody and somebody is watching you and grading you. Mm. And then it's 600 hours. And then upon that, you have to do additional hours to fully get certified. So it took me three years to get certified. So now Pilates certifications are way shorter. You can really? take a weekend course and be quote unquote do a couple of observation hours, take a test, and be certified. You're kidding. But I had to apprentice. <laughs> I had to be in an apprenticeship. That's the fast-forward joint. I, wow. Yeah, and, we're, and make like eight bucks an hour. Wait, wait, hold on. I got a couple questions. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I know you said you was in West Hollywood during this time. Mm-hmm. What's your craziest celebrity Pilates story? It's a good question. Okay, so, okay, because of HIPAA, I can't do, Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. can say it like this. I have trained some really big top models, Mm -hmm. and they, models look great on pictures, but when you see them in person, it's like, okay, so they do a lot to keep that looking good, Mm -hmm. so on the picture, Mm -hmm. but Whatever, however you live your life and how you treat your life. I was like, oh, I, I lost that person as a client because I think I was too tough. I was like, you need a tone and this needs to happen. And you're, I'm like <laughs> thinking all these things. And, and she was like, oh, this is too much for me. I'll go back to yoga or do something. And you know. <laughs> Oh, um, my gosh. That's one um, fun story. And so you then, lost a client for being honest. But I didn't say that. I was mm. just conveying that. Because you were kind of intimidated by your clients. I mean, they're a totally different tax bracket or different celebrities. Right, yeah. right. That's just, what I'm you're saying. just there serving. Like, how hard should I go on it? Yeah. Oh, I had people on my schedule, you know, I walk in and one of my, um, oh, God, this is, I don't know if she's going to remember this. So one, one, of my instruct, one of my clients was a, a personal assistant to a very big celebrity. Mm. And we had a great working relationship. And so as she was working but then she said, I'm going to let so-and-so come in here. Mm-hmm. And she sure did. And she said, I want her to see only you. And she was the nicest, sweetest person in the world. Aww. And um, 
I just was really nervous training her. Mm-hmm. And then I met, um, I'll say her because you know, she represents the culture. I met Angela Bassett. Oh. And she was, oh. yeah, she was phenomenal. <laughs> but I never trained her, so I can actually say that. I met her. Um, and she was working with our master physical therapist. And uh, she was just so sweet. I just didn't know what to say to her because I, yeah, I was starstruck. Yeah. She is oh, my queen. gosh. Angela Bassett. Yeah, she's a queen. And there was a lot of great stories. I think one mm. of my favorite stories I would definitely say is I used to train this this guy who come in at 9.15, his appointment was like at 9 o'clock in the morning, and he would come in, and he would be like, you know, you know, ah, he's just talking about his nine, all the partying he's doing, and all that grace, <laughs> and I just drove the Corvette, and, and just rocking it out, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, um, he comes in one day, he's like, oh, I had a long night, I was talking to my boss, and he just made me the CEO of Miramax, I was like, oh, that's a big deal. Well, <laughs> let's go keep going and stretching. <laughs> and then another client, I would say, he we had to X him out because he would come in in his boxers. Oh, you always got one. Oh. And get in a position, and it was very compromising. You're kidding. And, yeah. I we have seen it all and smelt it all. Yeah, yeah. Seen it all and smelt it all. <laughs> oh, dear God. Wow. Because you're working very close with people. And it's a very, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a dancer's technique of exercises. And if you look on my IG, I did post some pictures for mm-hmm. you guys. So you can oh, see, awesome. So you guys can see that. I have never taken Pilates. I really, really want to. But I want to know, because I don't know, whenever I hear about Pilates or like, I'll see it in movies or TV shows or something like they always target it towards like white women, like white women are the only ones that do Pilates or something. But I want to know, like, how is it compared to like a yoga? How would you say? Well, Joseph Pilates, who is the teacher and and the creator of his technique, he called it contrology first, which was the control of the mind of the body. So similar to yoga, you're Mm. trying to control that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it got kind of like, oh, is this a cult? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. So, he, so they just call it Pilates or whatever. Yeah. So it started in uh, Germany and um, during the turn of the century, World War One type of thing. And he worked out uh, rehab the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And so the great thing about it is he escaped persecution during that reign of the Nazis coming into play and he fled to New York and met his wife. And they created she was a nurse and they created this technique that was based on injuries and prevention and all that stuff. So similar to yoga, if you stretch, if you meditate, if you focus and get out of yourself and really focus on your the methodology, you can actually push through a lot of pain and issues. Mm. So but the difference is you hold your poses in yoga and it's more towards a spiritual sense mm-hmm. in some aspects of yoga. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then in Pilates, it's based in a dancers or a physical therapy. So the, the, the exercises just continue to move and it's a methodology that has a precision. Like you do this exercise that leads to this exercise and it's a basic intermediate advance. Mm. And then as you're flowing, it's, it's stretching, it's conditioning, it's toning. At the same time, you're deep breathing. So there's elements of different things. And Joseph Pilates was an avid boxer. He was a gymnast. He loved the dance community. So there's a lot of ab exercises that are related to the, those different disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so he created his technique based on that. And it's not mat only. Mat was like the work you do after you saw your instructor. Yeah. You'd take a private and get into the apparatus work and get lie on the machines. And they look like... 
they look like furniture that's out of some weird century, <laughs> like the the Cadillac or the, the 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 big bed that looks like this hospital bed. Mm. It was, came from working in the hospitals, mm-hmm. so he created things with springs. So there's a lot of resistance. So it has weights that that are spring resistant. So it helps you pull and push and flow. So there's a lot of great things. You just have to feel that. I told Amira, I said, you're going to have to come. Yeah. Okay, we wait. Uh, AWOL, what you calling yourself today? <laughs> what you calling yourself today? Hey, she knows me when I'm working with the kids. It's Amir Walton. And then when we hear anything on the mic, AWOL, A-wall. the Sultan. The AWOL, the Sultan. Oh okay. I mean, my God. Register that. Yeah, okay. So I'm For you, it can always be Amir, though. You know me in real life. <laughs> You know me in real life. You always call me a man. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that the basics of difference of yoga and Pilates is that it's preference. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one th- one helps others. And I do both. But mm-hmm. I don't do, I do Pilates because it just feels so good. I do yoga for meditative purposes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. I was going to ask you, what do you, because I, I heard, Literally, they said LeBron, the only thing he does outside of like his weight training, he said he cross-trains with like swimming and Pilates. Oh, and he was like the first person I ever heard that. And I think that was like in 2012 or something, oh. like during the finals. I was like, oh, okay. What do you think it is, uh, or what was it for you, and what do you think it is for people who you train uh, about Pilates that helps with that transformation, whether it's in the mind, the mm-hmm. body, the spirit, like confidence. Because mm-hmm. I heard something like that, like with uh, Joseph Pilates too, like he got teased and stuff like as mm-hmm. he was uh, younger. And mm-hmm. like, he, this short is, man. you're right. This is how he kind of helped <laughs> develop that whole thing. Yeah. Because um, your spine mm-hmm. is and your core. Mm-hmm. So they call it the powerhouse, your core. Mm-hmm. The, the muscles that support your abdominals into your back and, right. and your pelvic floor muscles. Those are called your powerhouse and Pilates. And um, it, it's, the key thing, I mean, athletes such as LeBron, who are explosive in their movements and do right. short sprints, and they stay indoors a lot, they don't necessarily stretch until they get into the professional level. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. in collegiate, if they let, unless they have a really good conditioning coach in college, mm-hmm. they're not really stretching. So there's a lot of injuries. So Pilates is actually very rehab-oriented. A lot of athletes, entertainers, regular Joes and Janes, people who would never think they will do this men my husband he swears by it now because i <laughs> and i never taught him he i we got a tonal in support of lebron and serena mm-hmm. and oh the machine and we love it and i tried the pilates just to check it out because i'm all very skeptical of who teaches pilates mm-hmm. and the instructor was phenomenal mm-hmm. and i said hey and he kept talking to me about abs and i said Pilates is the key for abs. I have lots of uh, clients, whether they're athletic, whether they're just, you know, want to stay athletic Mm -hmm. from their golden days to now. And they they go work out with their personal trainers and their personal trainers never stretch them or work their abs. They'll do ab work, but they never target their abs Mm. they never you know you'll sit there and do some crunches and you'll do some sit-ups and some bicycling but you're not doing all your work through your abs Mm -hmm. so pilates teaches you from that core Um. and the first thing i mean i'm a mom and so the first thing that comes out of um the womb Mm -hmm. as far as the development of a child is your gut Mm. that's the first thing that comes out your umbilical cord in the the womb is Mm. being developed and the baby grows from the gut so it grows from the core 
So your core <laughs> is the key to everything. You know that picture of Leonardo da Vinci's um, man, and he's standing like this yeah, in mm -hmm. a circle, mm -hmm. and everything is pointing down into the core, and it's resonating outward. So the study of the human anatomy is through literally your core and how the body flows and moves. And if you see athletes do some of the best work, golfers swing and they pull up mm -hmm. into that, it's their core. You see a person going for a dunk, it's through their core. Mm. A swimmer pushing through, it's through their core. You know, um, bicyclists, you know, they're rounded up into their core. Mm. Um, and if you learn how to move your core and strengthen your core, everything <coughs> else comes out of there. And so that's how Pilates goes. Yoga doesn't do that as mm -hmm. targeted. Um, other athletic systems don't do that. They'll do all these big explosive movements, but they don't strengthen the, the core, core. Yeah. into the back that, sang that that structures your pelvic floor. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my god. It's gosh. deep. You're dropping science. Yeah, that is deep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so are you accepting new clients? Like, how, how would people work with you or find you? Um, well, well, there's a couple ways. You, I work at a wonderful studio um, in Los Angeles um, named Amai, and it's a wellness and physical therapy, kind of a holistic therapy, I would say. Mm. We have acupuncture, we have massage therapy, mm. oh, nice. we have cupping, we have Pilates, and I run the Pilates side, or basically I do that and we have other instructors too but we all teach one-on-ones i teach privates only i don't believe in group classes mm. oh wow so all your classes one-on-one -on -one or is it oh okay one because it's you you have to show up to a class and it's a lot of effort to teach mm -hmm. a class right, right, right. Mm -hmm. a lot of coordination covid yeah. i mean but i never did like teaching classes when i did i was like oh this is just so much work right yeah and i like the personal one-on-ones because people can actually they have different needs everybody's exactly. not the same your issues are not her issues and you're trying to keep up with that person it just doesn't make any sense yeah so and classes are great um if you do take classes that's great but do sign up for some privates and yes to get in contact with me you know you know we're in west west Chester area, but okay. um, the thing is, is that it's not a cheap thing. Yeah. So if you're going to spend sixty dollars or more on your, you know, personal self care, mm -hmm. hair, nails, whatever, mm -hmm. and clothes or shoes, and and you don't take care of your body, body, body mm -hmm. and exactly. it doesn't make any sense. So mm -hmm. just your priorities have to shift, and um, yeah, that's it. That was my next question. Sorry, Amir. But oh, I just wanted to know, how often would you suggest somebody mm -hmm. take Pilates? So any exercise technique, mm -hmm. I can speak in general, mm -hmm. is that you want to do an ex to master it two to three times a week. Got yeah. it. And there's places that accept insurance, and it depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. There's um, There's classes at gyms, which are great. There's even, you know you know, online stuff that you mm -hmm. don't even have to worry about. Just get involved. See where it's at. Mm -hmm. Look in your local. Find a, mm -hmm. if you just really want to just figure it out, just do some research on your own. And it's spelled like pilot, mm -hmm. P-I, or Pilate, P-I-L-A-T-E-S, mm -hmm. after Pontius Pilate. That's kind of weird. Mm. Kind of deep, you know. They're kind of torturous too. So, kind of think about that. No, I'm mm. Interesting. <laughs> I want to get your perspective on something, Denise. Mm -hmm. In today's climate, it's very PC, mm -hmm. and even asking people to work out or telling people they should work out today, 
like can be frowned upon in a lot of ways. They like it's people who will call that body shaming. Hmm. So as somebody who's like in the fitness industry, how do you feel um, just about people overall and exercise? Like, is that something like people should implement? Everybody should implement this into their life in some type of way, whether it's Pilates, yoga, swimming, yeah. ballet, yeah. and why? I find, I find exercise is it drives you drives your energy and movement, and you should definitely find an exercise or movement technique that actually inspires you and wants you to do it every day, challenges you, mm-hmm. but makes you feel good about yourself when you do it. Yeah. You feel refreshed. You you definitely need to sweat. You do you do need to do some form of movement that gets your heart rate up mm-hmm. and gets your blood pumping and your body to excrete the toxins mm-hmm. you do need to do that or sit in a sauna to kind of if you're if you can do sit in a sauna mm-hmm. i don't recommend that for pregnant women okay it's not allowed yeah okay. <laughs> i have a, a strong background in pre and postnatal pilates so mm-hmm. and that's what's not a lot and you want to make sure that you find an exercise technique that really inspires you so i think you know movement is key my mom used yeah. to love to dance but she would dance on the you know, with her colleagues and work, but wouldn't go take a dance class. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason how I got into fitness, just in general, is because my grandmother had a triple bypass surgery when I was living with her. Wow. And she became like a really super conscious, healthy eater and was avid walker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother struggled with her weight. I never really judged her on that. It was more so like, I just kind of wanted to make different choices. Mm-hmm. And it was... In our community, we do everything but really take care of our health. Yeah. So <laughs> they say it one more time. That's a fact. Hey. That's a fact. Say it one more time. Hey. That's a fact. Yeah, it's Agreed. really hard. We the, 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 and, and we think it's just critical and judgment, and other people do it. It's white right. people that do it. And yeah. No, everybody does it. You yeah. Know, it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but you know what? When you start to do it. Oh, you feel so much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you feel so good. It's just like getting over that initial hurdle, like to the point where it becomes habit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I feel like once the gym becomes a habit, it don't feel like the gym anymore. It feels like it's just part of your natural day. It's like having a meal. You know what I'm saying? I think working out should be a part of your culture. Mm-hmm. So we go into California. We live in the fitness capital of the world. We right. You can have healthy eating. You can have a healthy lifestyle. It mm-hmm. comes with where you live mm-hmm. right, Southern California right. I would say in parts of Northern California now you get sparses of areas where you it's really hard mm-hmm. right but activities outdoors is an act you know active movement walking right. running just playing outside you're a kid think about yourself as a kid mm-hmm. you you people have to stop you to play you can't sit still you're just you know I have a you know five-year-old nephew and my, my nine-year-old son and eight-year-old niece mm-hmm. and they just wiggle all day <laughs> They wiggle, they wiggle, they Michelle wiggle. Michelle laughing. Yeah, <laughs> because... Nieces and nephews too, huh? <laughs> they wiggle because that energy is kinetic, and energy has so much power. And so as they're moving, they're feeling their their body wanting to do it. They become depressed when you tell them to sit down and stop. Mm-hmm. They, you start to give them um, um, stressors, mm-hmm. and they start to feel their limitations, but... But, okay, I'm just going to be very real since we're speaking to black folks. And black folks, as parents, we tell our kids to stop more than other 
parents tell their kids to stop. Mm-hmm. I, you can see Caucasian kids walking in, in barefoot and on what gravel and you're sitting there like and climbing over Johnny's climbing over this and they're they're free mm-hmm. and they're taught to be free because they have ownership in their in their heart mm-hmm. you know the parents are doing but we tell our kids stop stop running stop doing this pay attention listen to that and our kids get rigid and sit and sit down and be quiet here's the phone just leave me alone and then they become sedentary as soon as you take it away and put mm-hmm. things in front of them to play and just to breathe they can run wild and free mm-hmm. and they can become their true natural selves. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, you know, we come from places that we do that in, you know, Africa and South America and the Caribbean, the islands and stuff like that. Outdoor is the key. You're not indoors, mm-hmm. but now even, you know, like the military, you know, I had a meeting with the military not too long ago regarding our NCRF work. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that even people can't even pass the basic skills test, the physical test, because their bodies are not equipped because 90% of children are not playing outside anymore as what mm-hmm. they used to. They're in front of their video games. Mm-hmm. So they're developing the worst habits in their core, in who they are. And it's just turning into just one big sad thing of it's going to take a lot to motivate our generation to get out there and move and play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, matter of fact, when I was with uh, Dr. Price, I think this might have been like 2017, 2018, we were in New York, and uh, we were talking at this school in Brooklyn, and there was this group of guys um, that goes to, like, some of the worst schools in New York in terms of, like, behavior. You know, the sure. kids got behavior issues and things like that. And uh, they implemented, like, yoga into the curriculum in the school is like a form of physical education yeah. for them instead of just going to the gym and, you know, playing basketball, whatever they may do. So they made that mandatory and they found that it really calmed the kids down. Right. It brought a sense of peace to all the kids. How do you feel about that? Like in terms of Pilates and stuff I like that, it. even integrated. I think Pilates, schools, it, I mean. Pilates, it can be fun for kids. Mm-hmm. It has to be taught fun. It's right. a very regimented thing. Right. Yoga is so like, it's perfect for kids. Right, right. It's different. And Pilates has a little more mature, um, you know, movement, mm-hmm. um, um, cadence. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's like, it's very regimented. Um, you know, I'll teach you some classes. And if I teach you to you in the purest form, you'll be like, oh my gosh, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> Um, no, I'm not. You just feel your muscles right, and they're right. just waking up right now and mm-hmm. saying, how you doing? But in yoga, it's just everything's so calming right. and it just has this focus in it. And it's good for young kids to actually find that center. Mm-hmm. But when they become more young adult, teenager, yeah. I like High school, right? High school right, right, and beyond, I, I would think Pilates would be good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, what I would suggest. Yeah, that's what I think. We got like maybe like five minutes left. I wanted to talk about your, uh, or have you talk about something like what shifted you? Because I know you got a background. Well, I mean, you educated, so you went to college. But what made you shift or start integrating into the uh, education mm. system from Pilates? Um, okay, so and your heart for the kids. What got you your heart for the kids? Because they love you. You should see them at her at her uh, seminars. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. 
Because I started at the YMCA. Okay. Okay, so working as a teenager, mm-hmm. 16-year-old, teaching other teens fitness and mm-hmm. was a camp counselor, teen camp, camp counselor. You know, you, you kind of seek your inspiration there. And I also did taught um, fifth grade um, youth church, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, that type of thing and, you know, teaching there. And so because the bright minds need to be shaped, um, mm-hmm influence with positive role models in our community. Um, I have a son, I'm raising a black male. That's very important to me to be a representation as a mother um, at one point single and then now having a husband and, and you know having strong male figures as, as his uncles mm-hmm. to see all that. But how did I get into education? was the question and it was the pandemic itself. Mm. Mm. I you know the studio was doing well, robust and the pandemic hits and it's like we got to flip it on the dime and we went to virtual and I went up to the mountains and just stayed up in the mountains and just and then I called Dr. Price I said I'm about to go get another master's if I have to sit here on Instagram <laughs> one more time and she, no 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 you're going to use your master's over here and we just started talking and um, she's, we just started talking about our people and mm. what the plight of our people was going through and she said that's it you're going to do this and manage that's it. You know, she, yeah, that's that's it. You're going to manage this and manage that. And, and, and I also have a spirit for entrepreneurial, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit. I mm-hmm. want, I want to see us have ownership in homes, ownership in our businesses, ownership in our communities mm-hmm. and have a seat at the table to change and to, to change everything about us. So that's how I got into it. And I figured that it kind of like, as I was talking throughout this conversation, everything has a connection. My training in theater, my training in dance, my training in Pilates, mm-hmm. my command of my body, the use of my voice, it all articulates. And um, it connects. And then all of a sudden, it just sparked. I found my niece. Now, I'm in, a, I'm in uncharted territories mm-hmm. because I haven't physically worked in human resources and in right. education before. I'm learning and growing, and it's keeping me hungry mm. i'm not bored i'm not i'm sitting there like this is hard because mm. you're trying to talk to people and it's just not easy mm-hmm. right. to get to get the messages across you really have to be genuine and young people need genuine be gen, you need you need you to be genuine <laughs> sound like uh what's his name uh, that was perfect <laughs> Crazy. Can't get it out. <laughs> no. So I want you to uh, close us out. You know, you always got inspirational words, but uh, unless you had another question or something, So I just wanted to have you just uh, give a little bit That's of awesome. words of wisdom or mm-hmm. just a little something inspirational to anybody who may be listening. Um, and uh, tell them how we can reach you, too. You can do that first, and then you can give us the oh, you're so inspirational cute. words. So my IG is um, Pilates by Denise White. Denise White is my maiden name, and so there you go. And (laughs) I just started that IG page because I really don't advertise. I'm so busy. (laughs) Well, you got great clientele, so they probably they do all your promotion for you. Yes, they do. They actually do. I actually get booked just for that reason. And I I'm just posting things. So just uh, Amir has me all on this whole new plight, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and um, because I don't want to be famous. So my words of advice goes to that line. Keep your integrity box. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. And, um, and don't do it for fame. Don't do it for fortune. Do it for passion. Mm-hmm. If you do it for passion, then it will drive you and everything will come your way. Mm-hmm. Your happiness, 
your purpose, your soulmate. I would like to use the word that very, very softly, more like a helpmate type of thing because mm -hmm. your soul can be tied to something and you don't need to be tied to. Mm -hmm. um, you need somebody to help you along the way, to, to fall back when they need to fall back or to, to promote you and, 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 and educate you and guide you and you know, iron sharpen iron type of thing. Yeah. So you need that those things. So follow your passions and it will just really steer your path. And I walked away from Pilates and went working in corporate America for like two years and hated it. <laughs> like really though. Mm -hmm. Like for real, for real. Yeah. And I love running my own thing. And I yeah. love partnering with genuine people who get it mm -hmm. and they don't look like me but they have the same heart and spirit mm -hmm. and that's what makes it even better yeah so that's it that's that's my family love that i want to share with y'all that was denise beautiful. parker thank you so much for coming we're gonna have you back so you know we're gonna bring you back after we all do a class with you so we yeah. can tell you how you killed us Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I did offer that to Amir, and he said no. Mm. No, I think you like. I think it was a co-worker. I think you're trying to be lazy and have me come down there and torture me, and then. No, <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. That's not true. I'm down. I'm super down. So, mm. but we want to thank you, Denise. Thank you so much for coming. We are happy to have you. We hope to have you back, and thank you for all the great work you're doing. And we look forward to building with you. Oh, From here on out. That was awesome. Yeah.